Hello everyone, I hope you are doing well. I can hear my dog coming down the hallway, which stresses me out a little bit. Hopefully she doesn't try to disturb. Hi! Oh, she's leaving. Okay, so this is a differently formatted episode today. Um, interviewees had the option of providing written answers to their questions, and this person chose that. Um, and they had crystal clear results. I am going to be reading the answers aloud today. I will not be interjecting the questions, so it will be more of a monologue style. Little bit of background, this person attended Chamberlain International School, just as two other interviewees did, and JRI Walden Street School. Both are in Massachusetts. She shares about her subpar education, subsequent challenges with transitioning into colleges, and the feeling of falling behind from her peers outside of the programs. There are no content warnings for this episode. I want to reiterate again that I am reading someone else's words, so you will be hearing my voice this whole episode. Good luck with that. But without further ado, please join me as I dig deeper into the truth about therapeutic boarding schools. This person was in therapeutic boarding schools from ages 16 to 20. The boarding schools were Chamberlain and J.R.I. Walden Street School. No, I do not feel as if the programs helped me emotionally. It was unhelpful overall because being in therapeutic boarding schools caused more trauma for me and restricted my access to the outside world so heavily that my maturity and emotional slash cultural growth was severely affected. I did not grow up as most teenagers do, so I did not learn a lot of basic life skills, especially ones related to making friends and having fun. I was on a sports team and in clubs related to art. I attended individual and group therapy. I was able to do dual enrollment for an academic opportunity and was offered several college tours at Walden Street School. The academic opportunities differed from traditional academic programs because it was so weird transitioning from on-campus studies to in-person dual enrollment courses at a community college, only to return to boarding school later in the day. They were such different environments that I found it upsetting. I wanted to stay off campus and be normal, but obviously did not have the choice to do so. And no, I did not get the same education. Classes were much easier than what my public school friends were dealing with. When I got to college, I was fortunate enough to be able to adjust to very rigorous work simply because I am a decent writer and reader. I took the SATs multiple times at Walden Street School. The staff were generally between the ages of 22 and 32. Some staff seemed very knowledgeable about behavioral slash mental health issues, though not a lot, while others struggled to be patient and seemed to like to abuse their power over clients and students. The teachers were generally a lot nicer and more patient than the typical residence staff. I think that both schools, though very much Walden Street School, were adept at catering academics to students with learning disabilities or disruptive behaviors, which was good. However, sometimes they failed to take into account underlying issues such as severe depression and anxiety. Staff had to complete restraint training, I know that. Whenever I considered a staff remotely helpful, it was usually due to their patience and support in distracting me during emotional difficulty. At both schools, there was a very high turnover rate for the most part. I had roommates regularly, usually at least two or three. I had to eat with other students, never by myself. Food was always an issue for me at boarding schools. I was rarely fed enough because I dealt with the history of anorexia nervosa. My restrictive eating behaviors only worsened at times. 
Body image was so poor that I would drive myself crazy with self-hatred. Rarely were we allowed alternatives, especially at Walden Street School. At WSS, I often went to bed hungry. I was able to stay in touch with my family most of the time, but it was super restrictive. There were definitely times phone calls and visits were cut short or even denied. Visits were usually regular, but sometimes I need to have a visit in crowded, less private space. Sometimes my visits were timed, and I was not allowed to see my family and friends for longer than this allotted period. I was only allowed my cell phone at certain times. For my first two years at WSS, I was not permitted a cell phone at all. They gave us a tiny iPod shuffle for music, which I oftentimes could not even use because I was occasionally denied the use of earbuds and wires for safety measures. Depending on how I was doing at Chamberlain or WSS, I was allowed home visits, but again, these were timed and even taken away last minute. I would not recommend Chamberlain or Walden Street to anybody, regardless of their mental, emotional, behavior, financial, academic state. My experience taught me only how to survive, not how to manage my emotions or negative thoughts and behaviors. That recovery came on its own time with my own patience and insightfulness. I wish I hadn't done what I did that landed me in such horrible environments, but I also wish that people had just been more thoughtful with my case and situation and not sent me there. For changing my experience, I wish that I had been given way more independence and done more motivation-related activities. I wish that people had also been more honest with me about my case. I was lied to on several occasions about whether or not I was able to sign myself out of the program after turning 18 years old. As a whole, boarding schools should only be used for people who have literally nowhere else physically to go. If someone has a stable family and house, then the school needs to encourage the family to keep the mentally ill person home for as long as possible. Boarding schools are not the solution unless drastic changes are implemented. These changes would include better student-family therapist communication and honesty, less restrictive rules, better meal and food planning, better staff who don't abuse their power over students or take advantage of their position, and more independence-slash-motivation-based treatment.